from the studios that brought you on stage blog and on screen, it's the Box Office Preview Podcast. I am your host, Greg Earhart. Joining me today, my co-host, if you made a list of his top 100 moments of his life, Ryan Johnson and Greta Gerwig will be involved in at least 20 of them. It's on screen, chief film critic, Ken Jones. Ken, <laughs> welcome. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I didn't expect to be talking to you so soon. Uh, last we I spoke, know. we were going to take at least January off. And, uh, you know, you had to publish a list of your top 100 uh, movies of the decade. And uh, wouldn't you know it? It created quite a stir. Well, good, I guess. <laughs> right? <laughs> so this is a, a special edition of the podcast. Uh, we are here we are here primarily and only to talk about uh, Ken Jones's uh, top hundred movies of the decade of the 2010s, uh, which you published. Uh, what did you say? Ten days ago? A week ago? Yeah, around the around uh, January 1st, December 31st. Uh, yeah, and right uh, beginning of the year. And uh, the readers had uh, a lot of comments about it. And we'll get to uh, some of those comments, but we wanted to just take this time to. Uh, to address the list, and I'm going to act as the avatar of the audience and ask Ken some questions about it in terms of how he got to his um, how he got to his findings, how he got to his rankings, and and Ken can even talk about how he came up with the list uh, himself. Uh, one thing before we get into all that, I just want to I just want to start off um, by saying, by the way, we love all the feedback on Facebook that you left. If you want to leave comments directly to us, you can email us at onstagebop at gmail.com that's onstagebop at gmail.com how uh, we read every email and we reply to as many as we can uh, but yeah feel free you can email us or leave us comments on twitter or facebook uh, twitter handles also at onstagebop um, at the twitter so before so can i as i said i do have five questions i have kind of five fundamental questions about the list and before you get into sort of how you came up with the list i do want to preface this by saying I just want to tell the audience, we're not going to nitpick this list of 100. We're not going to just start at Thank 100 God. all the way down. <laughs> we're also, we're, we're, I'm also not going to get too much into specific rankings because for a couple reasons. One is, I mean, the main one is movie is art and art is kind of mm. in the eye of the beholder a lot. So, I mean, if you like this movie at one versus movie at two, you know, that's your, that's your choice. You know, that's, that's how you saw it. And, um, I think, but however, that said, so we're not going to get too nitpicky or too specific with the questions. Um, but the questions will be in the broader range. And I think there are a couple movies that I think there are a couple big movies where I'm going to ask you, like, how did this make your top 20 or how did this not make your, you know, how did this, uh, why was this not in your bottom 20? Like, we're kind of, probably kind of approach it in tiers, you know, probably in, um, you know, quartets and stuff. So, so five questions coming up. But first, Ken, just talk about your methodology, how you came up with your top 100, how much time you spent on it. I know you spent a uh, lot of time. Tell the audience yeah. how much time, how much time you spent. So, on I, it. I don't know why, but I started thinking about this back in like August. Um, and maybe, maybe I saw like a top, like, 100 films of the decade like reference like somewhere on like twitter or you know somewhere on the interwebs but uh i started like thinking like hey, you know it's getting towards the end of the year and also end of the decade it would it would be good to to come up with a list and uh if, you know if you're coming up with a top 100 for the decade it's probably a, a good idea to get a head start on it <laughs> so you're mm -hmm. not doing it you know doing it like the the last week of the of the uh of the decade and everything so I, I came up with you know a list of 
a hundred or so back in August, early September. And my goal was to try to rewatch all of them and kind of rank them as I, as I went, um, that, that proved to be, uh, <laughs> way, way too, uh, aspirational on, <laughs> on my part. So, um, yeah, I, I probably, I probably rewatched, uh, most of the top, uh, like 30 movies that I had. Um, yeah. But uh, also several of those I'd already seen like four or five times yeah. over the course of the last ten years. Um, it I was surprised like I've I've done top tens and top twenties like every year basically. Mm-hmm. Doing a doing a hundred is really like borderline unwieldy. Right. Um, <laughs> well, I did. It's, funny. it's really tough. We were talking about your list, you know, on uh, on chat and. Yeah. And, you know, I had some nitpicky things I was throwing at you and you sort of like, well, where's your list in your typical, you know, uh, 99 uh, way? And I was like, oh, let me whip up a top 40 because uh, there's no way I was going to do it. Well, you first know, top you said 50. And, I did say 50. Yeah. yeah. And then I got to, right. And it took me. I think I could whip up like I'm not 100 would take me head, days right? at least. Right. It's off the top of my head, yeah. you know, and uh I got to 40 and 40 was challenging enough just right. <laughs> thinking of 40 movies in a decade. Yeah. I mean, you're, and, you're and then ranking thinking, and ranking them. Exactly. You know? Like you're not just thinking about one year. You're thinking about 10 years. Um, right. it, it's tough to, to kind of stagger them and see where they all fit for you. Um, yeah. I, I will say that the website letterbox.com is a really invaluable uh, resource for me. It's, it's, it's basically like a social media uh, website for movies mm-hmm, and you can mm-hmm. you can keep uh, track of like the movies you've seen like uh, and also rank them um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and um, you know give them give them stars uh, you know mm-hmm, great mm-hmm. and everything so that was that was really helpful uh, I've, I've been on there for a few years and so it was also good to have a place that I could you know craft the list and everything yeah, uh, yeah basically yeah. so like what what I tried to do was um, when I when I really started to put the list together, I, I tried to figure out like, okay, like if I had one movie out of the entire decade that I would want to basically have, um, and and all the others were kind of for lack of a better term lost to history, like mm-hmm. what would the one movie be? And so yeah. you kind of start with that, and then you remove that from the list, and you say, okay, what's what's the next movie that I basically like can't live without? You know, right. and just keep going on down the mm-hmm. list. Yeah, um, yep. and it's it's like you said, it's it's really subjective. Like it's it's all art to to a certain degree, and it's tough to it's tough to say. Like you know, it's not like sports. Like I know we like to to compare sports and and movies and stuff like that, and and you know, like metaphorically and mm-hmm. and whatnot. But there, there's not really like anything quantitative that you can measure about the quality of, of a movie, you know, it's a lot. Yeah. And point, like, it's all subjective at the end. So. Right. And, and there'd be no point for everybody to submit their top 10, top 50, top hundred right. list, because if it's all just like a, who won the Oscar, if you did, then right. let's just rank the, we'll just put the t- the 10 movies that won the Oscar and call right. it a day. Um, it should be subjective. Yeah. And, and that's why, and, that's what makes it interesting, you know, yeah. because your top, your top 10 is going to be a lot different than mine and uh, will be a lot different than any other, you know, notable uh, film critic as well. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you also like, I was looking at initially, like yeah, I couldn't just take like the top 10 from each decade and then like, okay, so how do I, how do I rank all of these? Right. Because, you know, some, some years are stronger than others. Um, you know, some, uh, some movies that I, 
you know, thought were maybe like eight or nine in like 2012 are now like two or three for me in that year. So it's, it's just kind of, you know, like you, you, your relationship to certain movies kind of like ebbs and flows, uh, over time. Uh, so that was, that was another like aspect to get over. Um, you know, I also, I tried to guard against like recency bias so that there wasn't like, you know, a ton of like 2019 movies in the list and right. that they weren't like all the way up, uh, really high and, and everything. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where I was coming from. Okay. I will, so, I will say one last thing, like yeah. all the movies that I, I ranked, um, they, they, it was, it was a mix of, you know, uh, movies that were my favorites, but also like critically acclaimed and, you know, something that you, you're trying to, you're not just trying to make a list of, your personal favorites or a list of the significant or important movies in quotation marks. Mm-hmm. You kind of find, you kind of want to find like a mix that like a balance between like the critical and like the personal preference. And um, you've seen, and, and we should know for the audience, you've seen all these movies, right? Oh yeah. 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 I saw. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> this yeah is, there's sure. no ranking based off of what you heard. Yeah. And what, you know, no, this, this other no, 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 yeah. no. Um, I, I went like, again, like, Letterbox. I was able to go back and look. Sure. I saw a thousand and eighty-nine movies over the course of the decade that were that came out, um, mm-hmm. and and of those, um, I went back after I did the the one hundred and kind of looked at out of that thousand eighty-nine, like what other movies would I have considered for the list? And there were another two hundred and forty-seven mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I would have you know, had like for the pool. So it was really like 350 movies that I was, I was basically choosing from and whittling down to, right, right. to 100. So yeah. it's an impre- it's an impressive accomplishment. It's uh, yeah. It's a feat. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get right to it. Um, I'm, I want to start this off by saying uh, the, I would say the number one complaint, I would say the number one criticism we've seen in the comments so far is about the movie. It's about a movie that I'm not going to address, which is the Joker. Um, <laughs> Joker was notably not even in your top hundred, which a lot of people took issue with. Uh, yeah. I, I they also say- took, they took, also took issue with it not being the top 20 for uh, 2019, but uh, yeah. right. Right. So I, I'm just going to say, look, it would be in my top hundred, but there's, there's a lot of critics other than Mr. Jones here who, just did not think this was a good piece of cinema forgetting yeah. what else it says about any, any of the questions it raises about if it's glorifying violence or glorifying um, incels or anything, anything along those lines. Uh, it's, it, it is, it's Ken's not alone or not. This is not him issuing a hot take for the sake of hot takes. Like, no, I, I, I'm very much anti hot take. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So I, I'm not even going to, other than just mentioning this for the record, that's not even one of my five questions. Um, Cause it's, I mean, I, 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 I disagree with the opinion. I think it is, yeah, I think it's certainly one of the top 10 best movies of this year, and I, I would put it in my top 100 for the decade. But it's also a movie, I think I think you would say this too, we need to see how this ages. And this this may yeah. say something very different in three years, or maybe it takes you know a couple viewings and really need to see it outside of the context of 2019 um, and see a different era to see how this ages. So it, it's yeah. a tricky movie to evaluate, and as you brought into it, list of decade lists are tough because how do you evaluate a movie that just came out 
four months yeah, ago against versus a movie one, that's versus 10 one years that you've, old. Yeah, versus yeah. one you've lived with for right. a decade. Right. You know, it's, yeah. So that is not one of my five questions. So, but let's get right down to it. So there is a movie I, I do think was curiously ranked low on your list. I really wanted to ask you why. Um, the, it's a movie that I would put my, it's my number one uh, if I had to rank the decade. Uh, it's I would I think it's in most critics top five that I've seen the movie of course is social network uh, uh, it's ranked number 20 so in your let's just let's just quantify something here real quick like, yes sir ranking at number 20 out of the entire decade like we're talking about like probably thousands and thousands of movies right. like so so ranking at 20 I, w- I wouldn't necessarily like I, I'm I'm not being critical but I wouldn't necessarily rank say that that's a low ranking that's it's, that's like well, it's like the, the this is this is all these movies are in like the top like one percent of the one percent no but i would you know? I, I would venture it's lower than probably probably 95 percent of critics would, would, would rank would, it in their top. probably um uh, so can you and i'm gonna ask to explain why and i'm and I'm going to have you answer. And the answer you can't use is, well, I just like the other 19 movies better. <laughs> yeah, better. <laughs> Clearly, you don't, I don't think you, well, you tell me what your overall views of social network was and how you so, sort of jostled about when your overall rankings. It, it's kind of funny that you mentioned the Joker and, and feeling like maybe your feelings on it will change, it, you know, with, with distance. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's, that's exactly what happened with the social network for me. Yes. Uh, I, I saw it in the theater when it came out in 2010. Uh, I, I, I'm a huge David Fincher fan, but I didn't really care for it. Uh, it, it kind of left me a little cold. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I was really turned off by, um, Jesse Eisenberg's portrayal of Mark Zuckerberg, uh, being so unlikable. Yeah. Uh, and, and initially when I made this list, it wasn't even on my top 100. Um, so wow. Yeah. Yeah, like I was, I was that, I was. That's that, a hot take. Yeah, I was that turned off by the movie. Um, that, you know, and by literally the one time I'd seen it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So and then you know I was I was uh, second revision of the list. Like I put it, I think somewhere in the nineties because I I realized like you know this was a monumental movie even if I didn't care for it, um or or well. As, even if I didn't love the movie, like I, I recognize its its uh, greatness and importance and significance. Um, so I was I realized I was being kind of too dumb and stubborn to to um, not put it on the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I rewatched it back on like November thirtieth mm-hmm. uh, for the first time, like since I saw it in the movie theater, and I realized as I was watching, I was like, "Wow, I was I was so so wrong." <laughs> about this movie like the movie was ahead of its time in 2010 i really believe that not only just how it was shot but also it was ahead of its time in three manners one is how it was shot two the subject material just i mean even though it was 2010 and facebook was a decade old we were still we were still innocent when it came to social media and understanding the ramifications of it um, and also how it related to capitalism, you know, we, we didn't, we weren't fully grasping how rich these guys were getting off of social media apps like this. Yep. And the third is a soundtrack. It's an incredible soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's my, one of my top, it's probably my top five 
favorites of all time. Um, and, you know, Trent Reznor, it, it's it totally created his career. It created a whole new career of these, you know, musicians and bands. Now they're turning to movie soundtracks as a second life and a new mm-hmm. way of artistry. And it really, it was pioneering in many ways. And I think almost, not quite uniquely, but there's only a few movies you can say that really ages better. I think the best compliment you can usually pay movies is it ages well. It means it was great when you saw it. It's still great 10 years, 20 years from now. Mm-hmm. I think that this movie actually gets better. You know, it has gotten better so far. Now we'll see another 10 years from now. But uh, I don't see this aging poorly. And I think it was a no. super important and transcendent um, movie in, in many ways, almost redefining what capitalism means, you know, in the Silicon Valley, you know, era. Uh, you're not going to get any argument from me on that. <laughs> I, I when after I watched it, I wrote on Letterboxd. I said I spent the last decade underestimating how good this movie is. I was so turned off by Eisenberg Zuckerberg yeah. uh, being so unlikable that I never gave it a second viewing. And and yeah, but nevertheless, you still had Drive, Lady Bird, Her, Boyhood, yeah. and Moonrise Kingdom all 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 above the all above Social Network. Those those stand are movies. By. I do, I do. Okay. It's just those movies for me. Um, left more of an uh, imprint on, on me, so to speak, I guess. Uh, I will, I will say like the, the kind of like 16 to 25 range, like there was a lot of movement in there. Like my top 10 for the, for the decade was pretty well set. Mm-hmm. Um, like I didn't see it. Like I was going to have to like be really blown away by a movie, seeing it again to, to kind of change that. Like yeah. the top twenty was pretty set in stone, and then the top thirty, those movies I kind of had in mind as being there, but the order was all kind of from like sixteen on was was kind of like you know constantly in flux for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, so guess- that's that's kind of where that ended up. Yeah. So, and, I, and I, if you answer that those movies I just rattled off, you know, they just, they just hit you in a, in a personal way a lot better than social network. I, there's no oh, way yeah. I can argue. There's no like, way I can my, argue my that. Top, that's, that, that's really my top 10. Like yeah. those hit me in such a personal way. Like if I could have 10 movies from the decade, like those would be lit and everything else was wiped out and yeah. they never existed. Like those are the movies that I would want. But okay. But, are, uh, okay, I know we just talked. This could be a more qualitative exercise and a quantitative exercise. But does that mean you still view them as better movie as as better movies in social? No, I networks, mean, not necessarily. Or, yeah, like it's yeah. just again, it's, it's it gets down to like finding that balance between personal preference mm-hmm. and and uh, you know cinematic like yeah. importance. Because my question, because because my question, and I and and I list those five movies because I, I do wonder if in five years. I mean, is there any need to even revisit any of those movies? Maybe Lady Bird. I'll give you. I'll give you Lady Bird. That was an interesting movie, and her had has some relevance in terms of AI and and how we how we relate to that. But I, I don't see those movies as particularly transcendent or as particularly lasting. Um, I, I'm sure you'll disagree, but uh, <laughs> that but that's where I wait. That's where what that's where I come in saying you know Social Network is you know movie that's aged wonderfully in fact almost too too wonderfully especially what's happened with facebook in the last few years is privacy rights and mm-hmm. and that sort of thing so that would be that's my only comment um on social network as it relates to certain movies in the rest of your uh, in your top 20 
I take it uh, I have not convinced you you're keeping Social Network at 20. Is that, is that <laughs> I mean, the list is a list. I can't okay. I can't change anything now. <laughs> Well, I'm sure you, it's called the edit button. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, though, like I could do this, I could revisit this in a year, yeah. and and half of these movies could move up or down for me. It's like, okay. like it's it's so fluid. It's it's ridiculous. Right. All right. Let's get on to question number two, which is uh, your ranking of animated movies. Oh, and okay. so I'll start off by saying I think. So my question is going to be more about a particular mission of one particular animated movies, but I'm going to run down um, the animated movies in your top hundred. So I think we have, I- I'm counting Isle of Dogs. It's a different type of animation. But it's it's stop motion, motion animation. Yeah. That counts. Yeah. Isle of Dogs at 81. Uh, you had Lego move, the Lego movie at 74, Coco at 57, uh, Toy Story three at 55. Uh, it's the Spider-Man, the animated Spider-Man movie at number 39. And then the highest rated, highest rated one was Inside Out at number eighteen. I think there are two movies, really one movie that's conspicuously absent from the list, and one that I would make an argument for that I'd understand if it didn't make you know a top hundred list. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the one movie that I can understand, but I would argue for is Moana. Um, I think mm. Moana is is was an immensely, I can't say it's perfectly executed, it's close to perfectly executed buddy animated movie. Um, that we've seen from Disney, it has it, again. I think the best Disney soundtrack uh, we've heard in a while, thanks to Lin Manuel Miranda and and his boys that, that collaborated on that. Um, again, just a, a super a super memorable. It's it, it, it's as everlasting as Frozen was, even though Frozen gets more notoriety. But wherever you see Elsa, you also see a lot of um, Maui and and uh, Moana stuff as well. And I think that counts for something, uh, especially when you compare it to a couple of the other movies in the list, which you know are not as pervasive in the culture, you know, as as Moana is. But the movie I really want to I really want to ask about is Zootopia. Um, mm. So Zootopia made a huge dent in the box office. It was here's my case for Zootopia being in the top hundred. Personally, it would be it's in my top ten or top fifteen. Oh wow, nice. yeah, it's it's yes for for a few reasons. One is it was a very it was a huge risk in making this type of animated movie um, be, because it was you know it's really a parable about. Um, race relations, you know, yeah. in a way, and a lot of social messaging in the movie, and that's a, that's a ballsy. And this is not like a Pixar movie where it's sort of half for kids, half for adults. I mean, this is a kids, this is a kids movie. I mean, it's a kids yeah. animated movie, and they pulled it off wonderfully. And not only did they pull it off, but they pulled it off with an entirely new cast of characters, an entirely new universe that you had to kind of world build. I mean, this was a huge world that Zootopia built. And it's fully and realized, too. Fully realized. It's it's not only really... Fu- it's not only... Like, I, I, it's one of my daughter's favorite movies, so we've seen it a bunch oh, of times. Awesome. Right. And um, and she busts a gut you know, throughout, but she, you know, the sloth scene is just you know, top five <laughs> comedic scene. I would say even non-animated movies. I agree. Too. Um, yeah. So much so that she begged me when we went to Disney World to um, the Magic Band to have the Sloth Magic Band as mine. I was going to have Thanos, and uh, she begged me to get the Sloth, and I was like, "Okay, fine, I'll get the, I'll get the Sloth," just so she could look at it and laugh. But it was funny. It was poignant, um, well voiced, um, mm-hmm. great world building. I mean, you could see just the the, the, the stage they set. Um, could easily lead to three or four sequels if they really wanted it to. 
Um, and I just think, and I think more important and memorable than I think a couple of these other like movies, like the Lego movie and, um, and what else? Yeah, Isle of Dogs for sure. Uh, I would say <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that like, comes down to personal preference. So. It, 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 I, guess. I mean, so like, I mean, I'll step in. Like, Zootopia yeah. and Moana were very, very hard to leave off the list. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think I had at least one or both of them in there at one point or another. Um, yeah, it's just at at some point it becomes a numbers game, and and you know, do and what am what am I going to put in? What am I going to leave out? And I honestly, like I, if I had my druthers, like I'd put all like 350 movies <laughs> in, yeah, in well, the top 100 for me, but like there's certain movies uh, I'm questioning why they made it into top hundred. I'm saving that for a separate question. That's um, fine. <laughs> um, but I, I and again, it's not. I know you love uh, movies like Isle of Dogs, but it's just sort of like. I mean, is that movie you've even watched twice more than you had to? I, I mean, saw it. I think I saw it in the theater twice. But I also saw. You saw it in the, the you saw it in the theater twice. I think so. Yeah. Why in the world did you see Isle of Dogs <laughs> twice? Did you see it once? <laughs> Me? No. Hell All no. right then. Yeah. I saw Zootopia. I saw Zootopia. Step up to the plate. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Zootopia in the movie theater twice too. So. Really? Oh, really? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So that was um, so that was the main, main contention I put. So that has not swayed you whatsoever to revisit. I mean, <laughs> I could I could definitely see Zootopia. I, I think Zootopia has a better case, a slightly better case than Moana. I agree. With um, that. But they, it, I mean, they'd be like probably like in the top like in. Like 101 to 110 range, uh, just because they were really hard to leave off. Yeah, uh, and I see, and so I see, I don't see a lot of daylight between a movie like Inside Out and Zootopia. So, like, Inside Out, had... uh, see, I disagree. Like, I, the, the stuff from like Inside Out was hands down for me the most impressive, uh, animated movie of the decade, just with what they were doing with bringing uh, a child's interior. Mm-hmm. life uh to life for lack of a better word uh and the way they visualized that just blew me away like the the psychological levels that they were working on with that movie and how they got it to work so well just mm-hmm. was it was incredible to me yeah and it's and it's i'm a huge fan of inside out as well and deserves a high ranking um i think the challenge utopia had was equal to the challenge inside out had that's fair um i, th- I see that I think Zootopia wins the rewatchability battle, though. Just have oh, to say, I, well, not for an adult, but for a kid, as I would say. From okay. yeah, because it's kind of again, it's a heavy movie, and and it's clearly a movie that's meant for kids. Unlike I think the upcoming Pixar movie Soul, which I think is purely meant for adults. But I mean, this movie is at least has a half target, you know, for kids as well as obviously for adults mm-hmm. who understand the brain and can relate to, you know. Uh, the experience that I forget her name, the kid, you know, goes through and the parent, but the Riley parents as well, Riley. That's right. Yeah. So that's why, so that's why I found it curious. You're very high in inside out, but you know, again, it's Zootopia, a different movie, but also very similar in terms of its challenges and, and what it was able to pull off. Mm. Um, inside out is, I don't think a particular it's, I think um, Lewis blacks, the anger emotion was like the funniest part of the movie, but like, but that was like probably it as far as humor goes. Oh no, there, absolutely there's not. Other nice moments. There are some good moments, but I just mean in terms of like 
being a funny piece of entertainment, Zootopia wins hands down. Like mm. if you're comparing the two, you can certainly tell me Inside Out's more poignant than Zootopia. I, I couldn't argue that. I, I would, but I, you could have that argument if you really wanted to. But I, I honestly like I don't want to have any arguments because I, I like <laughs> I view this list as like a celebration of movies. <laughs> yeah, and, right. and, and, and I want to celebrate Zootopia. I want you to celebrate and, and, Zootopia. Uh, yes, but also like we're talking about more movies than beyond my list, so I, I get to wow. talk. Like we get to celebrate I, there, more than movie, the, yeah. There's some movies oh. I can recommend you toss in, in favor. Of. <laughs> we're, we're getting there. Trust me, we're getting. But there. I mean, so like Toy Story three <laughs> and and Into the Spider Verse and uh, I felt like Lego Movie. Those three had to be on the list. And, and maybe just, maybe you disagree with Lego Movie, but. Uh, I, I, I I would yeah Lego wouldn't make my top hundred personally that's, I'd have like outside that. just outside but uh, and Coco just like that movie broke me and the- mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I just yeah it made it you know I I lost both my grandparents this decade and so like like seeing that like sure. made me like think of them and it just like so really in- conjures up like emotions so so interestingly enough I still haven't seen Coco and it's for one reason it's just- <laughs> My daughter saw it in daycare. Oh. And she wasn't crazy about it, which is weird because really? she likes like all Disney movies. And so I keep like, Ashley, do you want to watch Coco, you know, at home? And she does not does not want to rewatch it. Yeah, mm. it does not nope. No interest in seeing it again. Um so that's why I still haven't uh, sat down to see Coco. But you need to see Coco. Yeah, and and that movie I, tell, I, I pick a movie like every week, like you need to see this movie. <laughs> you need <laughs> to see close. Coco. Making less. I'm, I'm uh, making. I'm finally making my way through uh, Fate of the Furious, which I'm which I'm delighted with so far. But uh, that, that's. I, I'm also going to get to Fast and Furious. The conspicuous absence of Fast and Furious uh, <laughs> from this top. For this I, top you know what? Like Fast <laughs> Five made my uh, made my like three fifty. It was in there. <laughs> it should. It's a great. It's it's a great. That was the only book. one. It should. No, that Fast Five is the only Fast, Fast Five was the only one I considered. That has an argument for the top hundred. I mean, it uh, would have made the top one hundred, but I, yes. I just thought it maybe. Uh, I don't know where I would put that one. Maybe somewhere in the like low two hundreds, high two hundreds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah, yeah. That's I. I think that's fair. Let's get to question number three. Uh, so question number three is on MCU movies. So I, I, I wanted to get into this a little bit. Um, so. You have you have ranked quite a few in your top hundred, which I think is impressive, uh, really impressive on the MCU because uh, you are a tough marker, as they say. So let's run through the, your rankings real quick. So we have, so make sure you have the order correct. Uh, Spider Man Homecoming came in at seventy six. Thor. Oh, Rag- we should also note I put Wonder Woman at eighty three. Yeah, yeah. I'm just talking MCU for the moment. I gotcha. And, and Wonder Woman, I think, is the only non. Yes. Yeah, like he didn't put. I was actually surprised he didn't put Deadpool. Uh, fit Deadpool. In it, it, was, it was. I considered it. Yep. That and Logan were 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 tough to leave off. Oh, I forgot you didn't. Put Logan was off. a really hard one. Yeah. Hang on. And Deadpool. Yeah. Deadpool uh, would have a joke about me saying Logan. <laughs> so Spider-Man: Homecoming seventy-six, Thor: Ragnarok, Ragnarok sixty-seven, Winter Soldier sixty-four. Uh, Avengers Endgame 49, Black Panther 45, Avengers 43. Uh-huh. So a couple things I wanted to ask you about. So one is you you have Avengers, the highest rate MCU movie. Um, I'm really curious about that. Can you uh, yeah. can you explain your um, your feelings on that on Avengers? Honestly, like the highest yeah, rated. Yeah, I mean, I think personally, I would probably put Endgame um, higher in my rankings for the MCU. 
But the first Avengers movie was, I just remember that being, that was, I think that was what, 2012? Yes. Like just such a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And it, it, it was really like the significance of them, like pulling these all together for the first time um, was weirdly when I was thinking of this list and like the impact of it um, as a movie more important or significant than landing the plane uh, that they, that they did with Endgame. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's, that's kind of, I felt like it had mm. to be uh, the, the highest ranked of the MCU movies. So, And, I, and then Black Panther mm-hmm. just a little bit behind it for, Weirdly enough, like a lot of the stuff that you talked about with like Zootopia, with like such a, a fully realized world, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and 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 I I felt I felt similar to that with with Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I have those kind of three ranked or bunched kind of a little bit together there in the in the forties. Yeah. So uh, on Avengers, the two thousand twelve Avengers. Uh, agree, super important movie um, was the toughest to pull. Uh, I would say as equally tough as Endgame to pull off because it was the first of its kind. Yeah. Um, and there was no chart, you know, uh, set forth, you know, for how you do it. And I rewatched but, all of those leading up to Endgame. Avengers is really fun. See, I disagree. Is it, oh, it's for so me, fun. For me, Avengers has not aged well. Really? It can, it can, yeah, because Joss Whedon, um, comparing. Joss Whedon's directorial style to the Russo brothers is pretty jarring, especially because Rus- the Russo brothers had, had did four Avengers. Uh, they did, yeah, I they mean, did. They did two th- Captain Americas right. and two uh, and the, the last Wars. two Avengers. So yeah. I get when you get really used to their style and how it's, smooth, it's pretty jarring when you go back and watch it Avengers because it's um, almost shot cornerly, and it, that's not the intent, but it's just it's. It was structured almost maybe in a comic booky kind of way, uh, not in a comic booky way that say Spider-Man into Spider-Verse was, but you know, just very staged, very um, a little bit more deliberate in terms well, of think, the the one-liners yeah. and everything. Well, and, I think if I can just interject, like I think the reason it works for me is because um, you're kind it's you're you're like before that, like Iron Man had a very uh, the Iron Man, the two Iron Man movies had a very distinct uh, kind of feel to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first Captain America was was slightly different than that. Same for Thor and the Incredible Hulk movie. Um, and, and to bring them all together like that, um, yeah, it just it, it just worked for me. Yeah. Okay. We. Um, yes. Yeah, so, agree. Yeah, I guess the only thing I would say is like Captain America, different feel. I mean, it had a purposeful different feel because it had to be yes. set in the uh, 40s, 30s, 20s, yeah. I don't know. Um, 40s. 40s. The, um, so I'm not sure. Anyway, I already made my point about um, the Avengers. Yeah, I just I, I couldn't I think... argue it being out. Of, I, I'm not arg- I'm probably not. I couldn't argue it should be out of the top 100. I was just curious it'd be number one of mm. all the uh, Avengers. Sure. I have. I, um, I did go back and forth with, with a lot of those too. I would, and again, this is not some actually, I'm just going to give you my opinion on this. I actually would not put Avengers Endgame in my top 100. Um, mm. The reason being, I don't think it's supposed to be a great movie. I think it's supposed to, it's supposed to land the plane, which has a, uh, which is an achievement on its own, but it's meant to kind of be fan servicey and just sort of be satisfying. It's supposed to be thrilling. 
it's not really i don't think it's ever and this is true for i think any end movie of a saga like harry potter like harry potter the last movie is not there it can't achieve greatness in parts but it's meant to be sort of satisfying at the yeah, end it's like, like a capstone. I get, it's a capstone kind of yeah, thing yeah, yeah. And I think Endgame served that purpose really well. I think there are other movies, and you listed most of them, like Black Panther, Winter Soldier, that are really trying to say something and be great and be um, meaningful. And I think there's two movies you left out that I would that I, I think certainly warrants mention over Endgame, can I, at least. Can I guess them? Yeah, sure. Guardians of the Galaxy? Is that one of them? Nope. Oh, really? Okay, go ahead. So one is Infinity War. Okay. And Infinity War for the simple, well, for one clear reason, which is it told it was a, it was a villain origin story, but yet it still they thread the needle so well, being him being sympathetic, sort of, but still it is extremely clear he's a bad <laughs> he's a bad guy, and mm-hmm. he, they really brought humanism to a really terrible guy, and but in a really compelling fashion, in a fashion we really haven't seen, you know, yet. And even oh Joker, Joker, Joker. No, Joker is Joker's a much different story. Joker's story of a mentally ill person who, you know, it's story of how a mentally ill person can find meaning in violence and murder. That's a totally different story than what Thanos is trying mm-hmm. to do. And I think and and the action is still really tight. It's really compelling and, and it tells the story. It's and the ending's one of the great endings we'll see in comic book movies are my action movies. Um, and I think it, it was ballsy and, and, and meaningful. So mm-hmm. that's my personal preference. I can understand if it's not in the top hundred because you know, there it's, there's, Oh, and Ebony, we should mention Ebony, Ebony Maw is one of the great <laughs> villains of all time. Probably, and more just... prominently involved in that. <laughs> right. Um, well, that's in your top five, right? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh, but there's another movie. There's another movie that I would rank number one of the MCU movies that it's not even in your list in your top hundred. It's not even in most people's list. Do you want to take a quick guess what movie I'm hmm. talking about? Let me, uh, hmm. Civil War? Yeah. yeah. Ah, okay. Civil War is incredible. When you, when you rewatch it, it is, it's thrilling and yet it's, the reason it's great is not because of the airport scene, which is what everyone no. comes back to. The airport no. scene is wonderful. It is still – I've watched that airport scene a dozen times. It's great every <laughs> every time you watch it. But it is the only superhero movie that questions whether we need superheroes, you know, and, and yeah. it deals with the consequences of that. Yeah. And not just like at the end or at the very beginning. It's it's a constant thread throughout the, uh, throughout the movie and yet still manages – I mean, I mean, it still manages to be a great action movie even absent of that, whether it's Bucky Barnes, you know, breaking out of his holding cell, whether it's the, the, um, the chase scene in the, um, in the parking garage, you know, with black Panther chasing, uh, chasing Bucky and all, and all that's related to it. The airport scene, the final fight, uh, between captain yes. America and Iron Man Bucky, which is, I, I, it's funny. I watched that in the movie and I remember being like, Oh man, that's, that's, that's nice. But you know, I didn't bring a tear to my, eye. I watched it again fairly recently. I was like, Oh my God, this is terrible. <laughs> you know, it's mm. like they, the Russo brothers brought it, you know, you really they felt did. it, that something was really breaking apart. Um, and, and of course, one of my fate, my, my BFFs, um, Daniel Brohl, you know, and a very effective, <laughs> fairly low key because, I mean, he only kills one person, you know, right. in the entire movie and it's off screen. I mean, all he does is kind of, I'm sorry, he does kill two people. I forgot about the, uh, the Nazi guy. 
you know, that he uh, he hangs upside down. So I, I I really my opinion is Civil War is sort of the total package um, of action of meaning of feeling. Uh, it just brings it all together. It's really like it's a true achievement to be able to do what they did. And I feel like it's forgotten because people are just sort of waiting for the Infinity War <laughs> movies to come out. And the airport scene sort of stole the show. But uh, your thoughts, your thoughts I, on Civil War. I, I love Civil War. Um, it's it's but my not enough in the top. Hundred. <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's it's my second favorite Captain America movie. Uh, Winter Soldier works better for me as a whole. Just uh, mm. I, I I love um, I love the 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 '70s kind of like espionage uh, feel of that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, I'm just like a kind of a sucker for those kind of movies mm-hmm. uh, from back in the day, uh, and, and so that's it's not fa- like I will admit like ha- listening to you talk about Civil War like really got me thinking about the movie and really got me jazzed up about that. Have you seen uh, it recently? Civil I War? did. Well, I, I watched. I rewatched all of the oh, that's right. movies that's right. leading up to to Endgame. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, Civil War. Like I, I kind of regret not putting it on there now, but <laughs> and so like yes, all, all, all I can say what? is right. I, I I will totally see that point. Like it, it it kind of you know how like sometimes you make a list and you're like I gotta I gotta put one of these on here, but not I I kind of mm-hmm. feel like I'm cheating if I I, I kind of feel like I'm cheating another movie if i if i put two of these on sure, sure. Uh, i kind i kind of probably did that with captain america winter soldier and and leaving off civil war mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so because yeah, yeah like everything you said like it's not just the action but it's the psychology of it like you, you look at like batman versus superman came out that same year right. and that grappled it it quote unquote grappled with the consequences of the actions that their superheroes take mm-hmm. uh, from the e- the the end of Superman uh, or Man of Steel, um, this movie Civil War was actually the movie that uh, Batman v Superman was trying to be. Well, definitely because um, partly because they brought so many human faces to right. the loss that they were that Iron Man and others were dealing with. Right. You know, and yeah, uh, they actually it, they make the 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 superheroes in the movie grapple with the consequences of their actions and then and like everything you said about daniel brule like the 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 uh villain of this movie that that kind of like tear like he's not even he he just moves pieces into place no, yeah that's it and, you right. know like it's it's not he's not he's not a thanos no or, or anything like that he's just like he he really does like it, it's it's a master stroke I'm oh. so excited. He's going to be in the um, the Falcon Winter Soldier Disney oh, Plus. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm so great. excited. About that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. All right. So I got you on board. All right. You're going to edit. You're going to edit your piece. <laughs> you're going to include Civil War. Um, my uh, I'll, yeah. I'll add 101. <laughs> the uh, in, in my top hundred, I I would certainly have Winter Soldier, Black Panther, uh, Infinite. I would I, I would make room for Infinity War and Civil War. I would definitely not have Ragnarok or Spider-Man in there. Mm. Uh, I'd think about, I'd probably make room for the first, the 2012 Avengers. I would think about that. And I don't think I'd have Endgame in there. That's, uh, that's just my list for those that were curious. Okay. Yeah. I like superhero. Like, honestly, like those were really hard ones to rank just because like, 
they're still considered kind of like second class movie citizens, mm-hmm. um, right. even though they dominate the box office. I mean, just look at what Scorsese said about them, like not being real cinema. <laughs> right, um, right. But like at the same time, like I, I, I love so much of those movies that uh, it's it, I, I had to put them on there somewhere and, and make sure at least some of them were represented. Right. You know? All right, let's get to question number four. Um, I want so there's some interesting notable omissions. I'm not going to run through all of them. I there's two I really wanted to highlight and ask you about your thoughts. Uh, I'm going to save the rest for when we have our discussion about certain movies you you put in your top hundred. Mm. Uh, but I want to ask you about Lincoln and I want to ask you about Argo. These two, these two movies I think were the most conspicuously. Absent as far as like Oscar caliber movies um, from your list of top hundred. I was very curious why they didn't. And I know you're going to say, oh, you know, they could be 102, 105. (laughs) But no, honestly, like, I don't think they would be. Yeah. So, like, you have, so I'm just going to bring up two of them. Yeah. Like, Creed at 90, which, you know, there's no Oscar. There was certainly no Oscar buzz. Fine movie, whatever. And uh, yeah, Cabin in the Woods. I'll bring up Cabin in the Woods. 79 and force awakens 96 <laughs> but lincoln and argo which argo won best picture and was certainly a very thrilling movie and and fun and lincoln which was just sort of a heavyweight you know picture of you know, an acting showcase you know it was steven spielberg at the helm and um you know uniquely rewatchable um do you are you negative on those movies or uh not your... negative just kind of uh neutral i guess on them um so, so force awakens is a better movie than than lincoln is that uh, i'm not <laughs> <laughs> it struck you better than, than lincoln i it, mean really it, i've rewatched uh, force awakens more than i've rewatched lincoln <laughs> or argo which i've seen both of those exactly one time gonna... <laughs> um, oh you've got you've got to rewatch lincoln. i probably do uh and argo argo's a i really like argo and i, I think i saw it three times within yeah the, so uh, like but yeah, I, I mean, I, I, when they came out in 2012, I'm looking at my rankings for that year. I had them, I had Lincoln 13 and Argo 15. So they were both wow. in the top 20 wow. for the year. Um, Damn. But I, yeah, they just like, they, they didn't. Uh, uh, well, you only saw it once, though, and that was it. Yeah, like, so but they, gotta, they, yeah. they didn't, they didn't stick, to, they didn't stick with me. Lincoln. Like, I didn't, Lincoln I didn't have was... a desire to see them a second time. <laughs> really? Um, wow. Lincoln, yeah, is, Lincoln yeah. to, I'm just going to make the case for Lincoln. I'm not, Argo, I, I, I'm not going to make as strong a case for Argo because I'm not quite, I think it would be like in the 90 to 100 range for me if I had to make a top 100 list. But mm-hmm. I, I uniquely enjoyed it and it's fun. Lincoln, though, oh my, I mean, it's not only are you watching Daniel Day-Lewis interact and and just like be Lincoln for two hours, which is just fun in itself. But it's the who's who's of like that guy, you know, character actors like in yeah. it. Like every guy is like, oh, I know him from this. Oh, I know them from that. And watching them all interact with each other, Tommy Lee Jones, it's his best performance. And probably in that as well as No Country for Old Men are his two best performances, you know, uh, this century, I would say. Um, it is, I just, you know, and like other movies, you sort of leave historical inaccuracies aside and just watch what they're trying to do, you know, what they're accomplish here. And it's a really important movie. It's really moving. And uh, the acting is just, I mean, Daniel Day-Lewis yeah, I, 
you know, car- almost I, I can't say carries a movie because everyone in it's really good, but mm-hmm. it's uh, he's trans. It's a transcendent performance, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I, I, I thinking back on the movie, like there's not a whole lot that like sticks out to me having only seen it once. Um, mm-hmm. Like I remember, if I remember correctly, like Tommy Lee Jones gives uh, a like big moving speech. If I remember, uh, if I remembering that correctly, yeah. And one's really funny, like and on one's... the floor of the Senate. Yes, yes, that too. I remember. I remember him being funny in that movie as well. Yes. And I, I, I also remember um, there's a scene where Lincoln's waiting on a telegram. Yeah, he's telling a story, and like every, every like is kind of gathered around him. And yeah, the um, scenes Lincoln with his cabinet like, are an incredible. Scene. Like the, yeah. the monologues he gives are incredible. Like it's just. You really feel like you're watching Lincoln, even though, I mean, there's only like one known audio tape like of Lincoln, you know, wherever they, they didn't have tapes back then, but whatever they had, right. you know, of him talking. Black just, something or other. Yeah, um, I still think. Yeah, like, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I, I probably need to revisit both of those. Yeah, because um, I think it's I think it's more important movie than Cabin in the Woods. Let's just let's, <laughs> let's just say that. Or even Creed, I don't know, like, like, I think Cabin in the Woods was uh, really um God. For for the horror genre, like it was, it was really, really something. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's fine. Again, I'm a, I'm a horror fan. I've never felt a need to revisit that movie. Really? Yeah, I like, I liked it. I, I, I saw it in the theater. Uh-huh. I saw it in the theater with my wife. Watched it. It was fun. I was like, hmm, okay. I, I don't know. That, that was, that was me anyway. But, uh, all right, let's hit the last one. I, I've saved the best for last. Oh boy. At number thirty-three, you have John Wick. At John Wick, Baba Yaga, defend, de- the defend yourself. Man. What's defend there to yourself. defend? <laughs> There's nothing to. But if, if anything, like, oh, I'm sorry, you're right. I it's it's probably too low. You have movies that aren't even in the top hundred. We've already mentioned Zootopia. We've already mentioned Lincoln and Argo. These are Oscar contenders. And okay, Oscar. so here's the thing. Oh, I'm not done. Let me finish this <laughs> list. Let me finish this list. We are talking about Civil War. <laughs> Fast Five, of course, we talked about. Hunger Games, Catching Fire. Nowhere. Mm. So it, it, you have John Wick probably at 200 spots ahead of that. Captain Phillips, Irishman. You don't even have, we haven't even talked about Irishman. They haven't even ranked that at all. The, John Wick is... At least seventy points, seventy ranks higher than all of those movies, if not if if not a hundred. I'd love to hear an explanation of this. Please, please go. <laughs> uh, I know you're not into the Wickverse like uh, like I and and many others are. Greg, I saw but... John Wick. I, I saw I, I I saw John Wick. This one I can I know, see. but yeah. you're you're just like you're just not into it like like everybody else is. You don't you just don't get it. Um, like I love John Wick. <laughs> there's just there's something it, it's kind of kind of like john wick does for guns and fight scenes what uh mad max Fury road does for oh, car chase oh you're, you're out of your mind no, no i'm so serious <laughs> it's it's the uh, just, no, he does not reinvent the genre it's Come the on. action <laughs> franchise of the decade no no yes. no wrong fast yes. fast and furious fast no. and furious is the Yes. No. Compare the box office, and you and 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 you'll Doesn't, see. I don't know. I don't care about box office. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're not talking about it's box not, office here. It's not. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. They would actually went to see the movies. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Exactly. 
<laughs> yeah, all it cares about is sticks a pencil in some guy's ears. Oh my that's god! In, I can't that is it. in the second rides movie. A horse. Yeah, he that rides a horse. He sticks a pencil. That is in the third movie. We are no. talking about the first movie, where <laughs> yes. his wife dies, sends him a dog to help him get over his grief, and then ex- the gangsters kill his dog. Oh, oh. God, oh, and dude. pull him back into this world. I love the simplicity. I love the straightforwardness of the story and the motivation for the character. I, I, Ken, I'd like to thank you for exposing revenge. yourself in this way. Uh, the is audience, he, or, I hope the audience is hearing this loud and clear. Yes, you ruined the entire integrity of your top hundred list wow. by making a passionate defense of this wow. movie at number three. Even what's you? You have it. Um, let's see. I just, I'm looking at other, I, I love it that I have, uh, won't you be my neighbor at 34 Right <laughs> about Mr. Rogers and John right. Wick is number 33. <laughs> it's ahead. Of, it's ahead of, you know, once upon a time <laughs> in America, it's, hey, I'm going to look at a couple of these movies. And, and, barely and ahead of, moon, too. barely ahead of Moonlight. Um, <laughs> Moonlight's ahead of it. Mm-hmm. It has Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, Green Room, Oscar winner, Blade Runner, one of your faves. Um, <laughs> Martian, which everybody liked. Uh, let me see. Where was it? it? Follows, which was, you know, one of the transcendent horror movies. Um, it's ahead of all, all these movies. Toy Story 3. Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Both Mission Impossible it's movies. It's a great mm-hmm. action movie. Bridesmaids. Great The best comedy movie. of the decade. Okay. Right, no. There's a reason it's that talking. this franchise started off with modest beginnings and found a cult following, and has gotten bigger and bigger at the box office with yes. every with yeah. every sequel. Yeah, Transformers did a lot of money too it's, at the box no, office. So I'd be, uh, I'd be careful. Be careful about. Wow, that wait, twist my words. <laughs> I'm <laughs> no, saying no, no. it's it's growing its audience for a reason. I I, I understand that argument. I'm it also resonates saying, with people. <laughs> I'm just saying box office is. Uh, I would be careful with using box office um, in terms of That's all. Okay. John Wick yeah, I'm here to I'm here to celebrate these movies. <laughs> Not yeah. to tear them down. Yeah, well, celebrate different movies, please. Um, all right. Well, uh, that was all the questions I had. Um, so uh, great list. Check it out. Make sure you uh, go to on screen on, on the onstage blog and check it out. Check out the complete list. Uh, he has descriptions uh, for each of the movies. And, uh, and he picks out some choice pictures, including John Wick. Uh, I'm not sure why, you know, picked that picture, but uh, for John Wick, but you did. Oh no, I'm sorry, that's Skyfall. Uh, yeah, that's Skyfall. Yeah, 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 that's Skyfall. Never mind. Did you have a John Wick picture in there? No, I did not. Oh, good. No. I okay. tried to space out the pictures and and try to not have too many <laughs> Roger Deakins pictures because <laughs> right. that w- that was also a temptation was to sure put on every Roger Deakins yeah. uh, cinematography. Uh, credit from the decade so that's all so that's all we have for today um so again i we'll, we'll be back as events warrant um i i think if the oscars uh get get announced at the end of the month we'll be back then to uh to sort of make some break it break break it down and uh, who got snubbed and who didn't and maybe make some preliminary guesses as well as uh talk about any notable mo- notable movie movie news uh in the month and then in february we'll be back uh, talk about a couple movies. One of them, I think, will we will be likely back for Harley Quinn, um, for the Harley Quinn movie, uh, and possibly for the Invisible Man movie at the end of the month. But uh, more news to come as we get there. So thank you for joining us uh, again. Onstage blog, uh, no, Jesus. Onstage bop at gmail.com. 
Uh, if you have any emails, questions, um, if we get enough questions, we may do a special mailbag uh, podcast. Uh, but email, email us uh, onstagebop at gmail.com with any feedback or reaction or uh, if you want to make fun of Ken um, or John Wick, I will tweet all <laughs> uh, funny emails that I get about that uh, to the Twitter feed. Uh, Ken, are you working on anything uh, else? I know that's uh, a lot of energy out of you doing that top 100. It took a lot. I was taking a little bit of a breather um, and I was also waiting for some of the year-end uh, awards contenders that haven't gotten a wide release to get their wide release. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will be seeing 917, or sorry, 1917 mm-hmm. uh, this weekend when it releases wide on Friday. And uh, yeah, so that's uh, the one movie that I've really got my eyes set on. Um, and probably a lot of other people do too since it uh was one of the big winners of the golden globes and it's yeah. probably the the one the movie from the golden globes that uh everyone's talking about that nobody's actually seen yeah i think i think this, i said this before i think it's gonna be really a really fun oscar year um i think i think we have five locks for best picture nominations i think two, another two likely noms maybe two or three um near locks and we, we might have a full slate of 10. There's enough There's enough Oscar caliber movies that we might get the full slate. Feels kind uh, of wide open this year. Yeah, I, I think our locks, I'll just run quickly down the locks. I think the locks are Irishman, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Hey, you got it right. I know. <laughs> I, had to, I had to pause to make sure. Um, <laughs> That's what the three dots are in the title for. I think Marriage Story is a lock. I agree. Um, all three of these so far. Yeah, I think Parasite's a lock. Yep. And what was the what was the fifth one? Um, shoot, <laughs> I think I think the two other movies that are not quite locked, but will probably get are Jojo Rabbit and Little Women. Uh, uh, Little Women, I agree with. I'm not so sure about Jojo Rabbit. No, it, it, the reason I say that it's it's being it's being nominated in almost all the other various guilds. Uh, I would, I would say, there. so you said Parasite, Hollywood, Marriage Story, Little Women. Irishman. Uh, There's one other I th- one. I think Knives Out might have an outside shot of getting nominated. As a chance, I, I think I think I think, jo- I think Joker's I, gonna get nominated. I can't. I think call Joker it might be nominated. Yep. Um, the thing of the Joker is, I don't think there's any chance of winning with against this slate, but um, it's gonna be nominated because there's definitely a contingent. It needs five percent. I think for it to be number one, like on the ballots and stuff, right. to be nominated, and it definitely has a five percent contingent. I, I think uncut gems you need to consider. Uncut gems is definitely a possibility. Yep, I think, uh, and then you got like us, Ford versus Ferrari, Ford versus Ferrari, um, the farewell, Rocket Man, and um, yeah, that's probably. There's a lock I'm forgetting. I'm really mad about it. Yeah, um, and yeah, then 1917 will probably. Oh, 1917. Also, yeah, that's that's yes. I think that's a lock based on critical reaction and what it's already the award attention it's already gotten before even getting a wide screening. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think that's a lock as well. War yeah. movies. There always needs to be a war movie. <laughs> that's an nomination. So, and of those movies, I mean, again, I think Irishman is a slight favorite at this time but it's still long way to go and i i could see five movies winning right now yeah Yeah, so it should be fun all right again stay tuned we'll post uh 
we'll post news uh, when we're coming back. Uh, otherwise, for Ken Jones, this is Greg Earhart. Uh, we'll catch you next time on the Box Office Preview Podcast. We'll see you then. Adios. Adios.